Sam! Hey, mate. <laughs> oh, look, I'm really sorry. This episode has a very special guest. <laughs> I'd like to welcome to the show, Mavi. Um, I'm oh, my God, that's piercing. <laughs> Holy so, moly. I'm so sorry. I'll move her away from the microphone. Why is she so <laughs> This morning, she's just like, wants to see the world burn like she's just <laughs> ripping shit apart i gave her a tissue to play with which like sometimes uh-huh. she'll like dance around and be like quite cute and like throw it up in the air or like fly up in the air and let go of it but she just ripped it into like a million pieces <laughs> she, holy shit yeah she's really mad she like um ripped some of the keys off my keyboard I don't know. She's going through a rebellious period. I mean, they are teens. Yeah, I guess they are budgy teenagers. Um, have please, you can't do that. Uh, so I don't know how the quality of the pod <laughs> under these circumstances. <laughs> Look, I bet Mark Marin doesn't have to put up with this shit. <laughs> have like a problem with eels or he just yeah, doesn't he has like... an enormous eel phobia he doesn't oh. even let me use the word eel <laughs> i didn't know that he doesn't like anything from the ocean oh yeah the ocean's full of creeps yeah that's what he thinks i think it's like you know that your whole body is covered in bacteria that are all squirming around right now i don't prefer to think about that <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, then I think, like, when you're in the ocean, well, they're just different creeps and it's fine. (laughs) And sometimes when I talk about how there's, like, a fish that swims down your urethra and then, like, puts barbs out into you, Lucas gets really mad, but, like, genuinely mad, not just a joke mad. Why would you do (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, because they don't live in the ocean. They live in rivers. I guess I was trying to make an argument about how fresh water also has creeps. It's not just the ocean. Anyway, Lucas doesn't like eels and so he doesn't like things that even have some eel qualities. But Uh I kind of like eels. You know, like they do this kind of peekaboo thing where they like come out from behind rocks and their mouths are open like they're photobombing you. They're like, you know, like. They've got real photo bombing qualities. <laughs> <laughs> they are kind of cute it. when they do their little head poking out thing. Hey, is there a type of fish called a groper? Is that a yes. real thing? Yeah. Is it yeah. do they grow quite large sometimes? I think they're really territorial. Yeah. I don't know if they I'm grow just trying quite to remember large. I was when I lived in New South Wales, we had a housemate for a short period of time who was also named Sam and he was a bit of a hippie, bit of a tripper. He was like a surfer guy and he would go free diving in the um, ocean near our house and he told me one time that he found a cave and swam into it and there was a giant, I think, groper? No, this is they live in caves? story. Yeah, they like the dark, yeah. Yeah, and he hugged it. <laughs> So apparently they're quite timid. Anyway, I don't know if this is a true story or not. I believe him. I believe him at the time. I believe him to this day. Anyway, just um, on the topic of ocean creeps. Um, I hugged a dolphin one time and my boyfriend Luis asked me what it felt like and I told him it felt like it was covered in skin that was like the inside of your mouth. And he said that was a disgusting (laughs) description. (laughs) Yeah, aren't they quite rough? Like a, I don't know. Yeah, they are. They're also yeah, they are quite rough, but they're also like not. They don't have like skin like your skin. They have skin that like feels like 
You could go. Right, you could go right through it. Ugh, that is. Well, it's kind of like tongue. Yeah, yeah, gross. it's a lot like tongue. No, I don't like it. Oh, I thought it was pretty great. <laughs> what were we? Oh, you're in the middle oh, okay. of reviews. You told things me, that I recommended yeah, you so told far. Me you I haven't watch done any. Snowpiercer. Oh yeah. You didn't mention that it had David Diggs in it. My favorite rapper of all time. Who is that? Okay, David Diggs. He's like the rapper on Clipping. Have you ever listened to Clipping? Oh yeah, I have. Yeah, that's yeah, a group. So I like Clipping. Fucking good. Yeah, because <laughs> he never. Is raps. he the main guy? Yeah. So it's him. He like never raps in the first person. Mm. So his raps have this really like cinematic quality, you know they do. It's of, really poetic. Yeah, and a lot of rapping is like, um, I did this thing. I got heaps of bitches, money, drugs. I'm the greatest, yeah. and he's like, not really about me. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's kind sh- of more like a spoken word, like poem thing, but with yeah, rap. Yeah, music. and then there's two white nerds who make the beats and they're all um which is like what a good combo two white nerds who are all of the sounds are made with field recordings oh wow cool yeah fucking cool yeah I'm really gonna listen good. to more of clipping I've yeah only clipping really like... good anyway he also plays um the marquis lafayette on um what's that nerd thing hamilton oh yeah he was in Hamilton, yeah, because he's, like, a pretty good rapper, I guess. And, like, <laughs> um, yeah. So he's in it. He's the dreadlock guy. I couldn't yep. make it through the first episode. <laughs> so I just thought it was so dumb. <laughs> Fair enough. Like, yeah. the reason why you keep the poor alive, which mm-hmm. has been long established, mm-hmm. is because they are a workforce. Mm-hmm. So, like, you don't give them any rations unless they're workers. Yeah, so yeah, So why yeah. do they even keep the tail alive at all? They're not moral. They don't care about the tail. They're actually I mean, they, trying to starve them to death. They do use them as workers, but, like, not all the time. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's weird. But, um, yeah, it's not a perfect analogy and it's not, like it's a pretty dumb show but like it's um I don't know I thought it was entertaining and Mm. I just like anything where the rich people are the bad guys basically yeah Yeah. okay yeah fair enough anyway I didn't like it I thought it was really dumb um okay great because the power it like diminishes the power of the working class which is that you have the power to withhold your labor totally and that's actually your only power if they don't need you for labor anymore you are fucked Really, yeah. and that's why in the future, you know, like the devastating future times, we have to get <laughs> hired as the personal security of the wealthy, <laughs> so we can turn our guns on them. <laughs> Obviously. Listen, um, I suggested to you in a previous ep that maybe maybe this got cut, but I suggested to you that maybe learning how to fly a helicopter would be like a good skill to make yourself um, hireable by the wealthy elite in the apocalypse times. And you shot me down straight away. Well, I mean, only because helicopters run on gasoline, something which (laughs) has already run out, basically. Listen, future helicopters might not run on gasoline. How do we, how can we possibly know? Yeah. Okay. It's a good point. Well, (laughs) we have whatever the last of the gasoline is going to be used for. I hope it isn't a dumb thing like working out how to power helicopters without the use of it. That's all I'm saying. Nah, we'll probably use the last of the gasoline to shoot another Ferrari into space or whatever the fuck Elon Musk is doing these days. We are literally going to use the last of the gasoline to, like, go to the shops to get some fucking milk. It makes me (laughs) insane. That's literally what we've planned to do with it. Oh, my God. Just fuck it away. Just, like, I'm going to lose my temper and the last drop of gasoline is going to be me driving around the block to cool off. Like a fucking moron. Anyway, whatever. Okay, I can't think about... I read these things that were like, um, yeah, whatever. Uh, Like, global warming isn't real, so don't worry about renewable energy. And I just had to be like, even if you think global warming isn't real or that it's inevitable or 
that mm. it's not a bad thing. Everybody has to concede that we're going to run out of oil very soon, like within the it's next a 10 years. Yeah. God, those dumb bums. <laughs> anyway, whatever, sorry. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah, I was reviewing some media. What else have I uh-huh. consumed that you told me to consume? I don't know. Um, oh, I should have made a list. <laughs> I tried to watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine again. That show no, is I didn't just recommend that. such copaganda. I hated yeah. it. Um, I watched Blade Runner 2048 or whatever it's called. Have mm-hmm. you watched it? No. Lots of weird decisions, but chief uh-huh. among them surely is. Why would they make it so boring? <laughs> <laughs> so boring. Ugh. Well, I think that um, the first Blade Runner is quite boring, but. I don't know. I think we're in the minority. Did I'm in the minority the on that one. Everybody else thinks it's great. Hey, speaking of Philip K. Dick um, adaptations, yep. have you watched the Stan series um, Electric Dreams? Oh, no. Is it good? It's, it's I I mean, it's um, what's it called when every episode is a different story? It's like Black Mirror. An anthology. But, anthology but it's all based on philip k dick short stories so you know some of them are better than others but i there's one with steve buscemi in it that was pretty okay there was a couple that i really liked and a couple that i thought were like whatever but um i don't know just like it's just got that it's like black mirror but with a philip k dick aesthetic which is like paranoid and better yeah yeah kind of dystopian and cool yeah um do you like black mirror I mean, I like some episodes of Black Mirror. What, one of the things that people frequently send me messages about is mm. um, this is the only feedback I basically get from strangers on the pod, which is, <laughs> can you please recommend the not-so-scary <laughs> Black Mirror episodes? Because I mentioned that Luca screens them for me. And do you help them with their requests? Yeah, I mean, I tell them that the only one really that's worth watching is San Junipero. Oh, yeah, that one. Because it's like, it's sort of dystopian, but not really. Mm. It's one of the few things in popular culture where the gay couple just end up happily together. Mm. And the fact that they're gay is not really an element of the story. Yeah. It's just like an assault, like it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Also, not all of the Philip K. Dick, not all of the Electric Dreams episodes are total bummers. Like some of them have like up endings, so it's not like a yeah total I downer. I mean, a lot of people are like, what about the episode where um the people are fighting? What's that one called? Is really dumb. Was called what? like um uh you know where they're like in a video game and they're fighting. It was called like mm. Snake Warrior. No, I don't know what you're talking about. You never watched that episode of Black Mirror? Uh, probably, I've seen all of them, so I've definitely seen Okay, it, there's um, two guys and they play like a Mortal Kombat style fighting game and then they oh, do and it. Oh, and then they end up making out. Yeah, 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 I remember that one. And they're only into each other when they're in game. Uh-huh. And that yeah. guy fucks a polar bear, which would have been <laughs> like it follows the boring married guy like struggling with his internal demons then he meets uh-huh. back up with his friend who's like, I fucked a polar bear. And I was like, what the fuck? We've been following this boring married guy. Here's this <laughs> other guy going and having weird sexcapades. That's way cooler. What the hell? Oh, anyway. <laughs> I felt really ripped off. And the um, end of it is like, oh, just one day a year we'll do it. And for the other 364, we'll just stay in our loveless <laughs> like marriage that doesn't fulfill us as if that's how fucking desire works what a dumb show imagine if that was how desire works there'd be no one being killed for being homosexual so they'd just be like wow oh, on the just on the purge day we get laid hey that's a good um that's something i probably have recommended to you before is all of the purge movies have yeah you, seen you have those? no i don't know where to watch them where would i go I don't know, some illegal streaming site, I guess. Also, this is what I've been watching. Sam, I'm a member of the middle class who's 35. I don't have any illegal streaming sites anymore. (laughs) Only for fucking books. 
They're the only <laughs> illegal sites that I have. What a nerd. I'll, I'll send you some links. Yeah. Not that I ever break the law, ever. Anyway. Um, this is a the... pro-breaking-the-law podcast. Yeah. This is but... a pro-no laws, except for ones we've already agreed to. <laughs> you know what is an um, easy way to get people to follow the law? Get them to write the laws themselves. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, this – yeah, I've been watching – I so I watched – been watching apes of, like, horror movie franchises. So I watched all of the Purge movies. They're all excellent in their own ways. I watched all of the Scream movies, which – the first one is obviously the best, but the other ones are also entertaining. I think they actually kind of hold up in a weird sort of a way. Yeah, the I like all of them. The first one I think we thought was just stupid pulp, but turned out to be kind of meta. Nah, the first one isn't just stupid pulp. The first one is fucking sick. It's so good. I love that movie. Anyway, um, and I also watched all of the Final Destination movies because I find them very comforting and relaxing to watch because the formula is so rigid. Oh, yeah, because you know you're going to die and it's just an endless march towards the end. Yeah, but it's also like That is comforting. Sometimes when the... I get really sad, the thing that comforts me is the knowledge that one day I will die. <laughs> that's just yeah, true giving, you, giving yourself over to the power of the universe yeah totally like you, but, remember, um, you there's this thing that christians do where they touch they put um dirt on themselves and they say oh it must be ash actually <laughs> sorry sorry christians for misunderstanding your tradition and they say remember that you are dust to dust you shall return and i was i always think like don't sweat it you're gonna die soon <laughs> Which is, like, yeah. quite comforting. Totally. Um, and also, it's even though it's, um, like, you know what's going to happen, it still, like, keeps your interest because the, you know, the mechanics of it, like how people die is, like, weird and interesting and, like, the Rube Goldberg machininess of it is, like, quite um, satisfying to watch. Yeah. And um, But apart from that, I've just been watching Star Trek Deep Space Nine and I saw Me the episode too. the other day where Rom starts the union. Yeah. And I was taken aback by how, how like, full-on and, like, ideological it was, but not just, like, the characters in the show but the show itself. Like, obviously the people who wrote that episode were very pro-union and they wanted to send, like, a very pro-union message like totally. through the episode yeah which i thought was fucking cool and, and great also wanted to send a message that was like maybe the cops aren't on the workers side maybe totally. you know like maybe actually it's inconvenient for even a good manager like cisco <laughs> he's probably a moral guy but a strike is very inconvenient to him yeah Maybe, like, being a good person is irrelevant in class politics and your (laughs) class is actually more important than your intentions. At one point, Rom actually says, workers of the world unite, you have nothing to lose except your change. (laughs) Also, I think the main takeaway from that episode is Rom gets a hot girlfriend because being a unionist is cool. (laughs) Fighting fascism will be its own reward in Pop Babes. <laughs> yeah, alright, let's go to the real pod now because we'll be 21 minute preamble. Do you want to do the intro? No, I think you should do it. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the new greatest podcast of all time, a Sky, the Children of Light, review (laughs) slash recap podcast by that podcast company. That's right. It's that podcast. Hi. Thanks so much for joining us. (laughs) My name's Ainsley. (laughs) Um, my name's Sam, and we've both become obsessed with the game for seven-year-olds, Sky, Children of Light. I recently read a review that said it was aimed at nine-year-olds, so <laughs> not that bad, but yes. I have a bit of a yeah. theory, though. 
Um, yeah. Because everyone is so outrageously nice on the game. That's sure. the Just things... describe describe oh. the game a little okay, bit. Okay, so I describe it as a f- um, MMO flying sim. Uh-huh. It's like exploration based and you move through different levels exploring and gathering various resources. But the main emphasis is on befriending other people who are more skilled than you and then just passively being taken through the game by those people. (laughs) So it is like possible to complete the entire game, gather every single collectible, but never have actually controlled the movements of your own player, which is like, (laughs) that's truly amazing. And it also kind of like cuts down on a lot of the like difficult parts of games which are one once you've completed the game the replayability of it is usually very low but -hmm. in this game it's really high because you can just take noobs through and like impress them Mm. with your sick tricks and skills and stuff um and like really help them and then it also uh like there's usually on games like this a really steep learning curve that is quite difficult mm-hmm. for kids and for old people like you and me. But mm-hmm. in this game, it's like, okay, if you can't do something, you can just get somebody else to help you do it. And yeah. you feel really good because you still get the collectible and also mm-hmm. you did it with somebody else, so that was, like, fun. And mm-hmm. they um, feel good because they, like, helped you. And that's, like, just a thing that people really enjoy doing. This is the thing that really shocks me all the time is I will be, Mm. like, just hanging around, like, being a dickhead and someone will come Mm. up to me and be like, hello, what element of the game are you having trouble with? Can I help you? (laughs) Right? Why? I guess. Yeah, Yeah. I'm a 35-year-old woman. But sure. (laughs) I mean, that's fine. There are Mm. several, like, levels of friendship. The first one is you can't even see a character's details. Until you, you can't like, see their outfit or anything. Yeah, what they look like. They just are like a sort of um, asexual, like... Featureless. Yes. Um, anyway. Yeah, pretty creepy, actually. Sort of like child. Yeah. That's the other thing. You are a child. Yeah, Everyone plays as a children. child. <laughs> <laughs> but only in-game, in real life, they're all like you know, accountants and executives on, like, the board of West Farmers or whatever. Only in-game are they children. And then, um, so you light a candle, then you can see them, then you can spend one of your resources to befriend them, and then you spend more resources to, like, grow your friendship. But you can't chat. You can only chat in specific game locations. So here you are, like, lighting a candle, becoming friends with someone, letting them take you on an adventure, um, <laughs> like, letting them they're, – they're, like, helping you. They don't know your name. They don't know any details about you. They don't even know if you already have these collectibles. They just take you to them and see if you needed them or not. Like, you just kind of have to go with God. And yeah. if you wanted to, you could befriend somebody, you could take their hand, you could lead them into the dragon's lair, you could let go of their hand and go back home and they would get fucking destroyed. <laughs> but that never happens. I'm sure most of the nine-year-olds have never even thought they could do that. Only me. I never even thought about <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's like what you were saying about um, increasing the playability of the game. Like um, now that I've been through all the levels and I've collected all the stuff, like I still want to play the game because it's like very relaxing being in a flying sim where you just like fly around, there's a beautiful soundtrack, everything's like lovely. But, you know, sometimes you don't really care where you're going and – I also think the game designers did a really have done a really good job and continue to do a really good job of like encouraging cooperation behaviors. Like you can't talk, but you can make a noise, just like a call. And if there's like a door that you want to open that requires two players or four players or whatever, you can stand near it and just like call out until someone comes to help you. There's another yeah. thing as well, which is my favorite thing to do, 
So the idea is you've got this candle. This is bad pod, but it's a really interesting conversation. Anyway, we've well, got like this candle and you can, you're trying to keep it a, a light and it's raining in this level. And so the rain will eventually make the candle go out. And that can be like quite scary if you've never been to that level before and you're down low and you don't know how to recharge your candle. You don't know how to light it again. People will often just start calling out and you can mm. fly down to them and relight their candle can like save them from something that's quite scary and I love doing that I just hang out in that level waiting for people to need assistance and then fly down and help them for no reason it's not even a part of the game you don't get anything for doing it I mostly don't befriend those people like it's just a fun thing but I think it is part of the game like I think they've designed it that way on purpose and I think the reason like when I first started playing it and I was very confused and I didn't know what was happening (laughs) or how to play the game or what the point was or what was going on. Um, When people that you didn't know just, like, came to you and helped you, like, figure stuff out or do what you needed to do, the feeling of, like, gratitude and (laughs) happiness and, like, feeling genuinely touched by kindness was, like, overwhelming. And maybe I've been in quarantine for too long. (laughs) It's like a... It's a really, like, it's a really heartwarming. Like, it's... Sam, uh, I feel this so real, okay? So there's this... (laughs) uh, I was just hanging out for a really long time trying to complete this level. And it's... I I can't do it. It's fucking impossible. It's so hard. And there was just, like, another player there who I'd never met before. And Mm. no joke, they spent 40 minutes... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> helping me complete this level and they they could have just done it and then gone and grabbed my hand and taken me up and given me the reward but instead they waited for me to like fall down fuck around find a place that would shoot me up into the air like go and collect light like it took so long it must have been so annoying every now and again I drop the light we'd have to start again anyway they spent 40 minutes like getting this fucking thing with me then we sat down they they're eight from Japan (laughs) their name is Momo they said your perseverance was a real inspiration to me and I cried I was just like so touched I wept at the kindness of this fucking child to help me, a fully grown adult, complete a meaningless video game task. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a really good game. Yeah, it's so good. Here's my other theory, right? Everybody's really nice to each other because they Mm -hmm. think the people they're playing with are nine. But really, we're yes. all actually just adults. <laughs> <laughs> but we treat each other like like little helpful nine-year-olds. And it like yeah. increases how kind we are to each other. We treat each other like children and we're very sweet to each other. And we speak yeah. to each other like this. Hello, what is your name? <laughs> Whereabouts are you? But we're all actually 40, but we're riding like we're communicating with the child. Yeah, I've noticed that the way that I chat to people in the game is as though I am talking to a nine-year-old or I am a nine-year-old. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, yeah. also, I speak to people like I assume that they're in Russia and English is an yeah. additional language and they're nine. You know what I mean? So that's like next level. I think most people who play the game are in China or Japan. I I mean, one of the – I did this survey for the game. But anyway, one (laughs) of the questions was, do you have any feedback for the game? And I wrote, um, oh, sometimes I think the translations of instructions aren't very clear. And then I read that the game was made in California. (laughs) 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 and they haven't been translated Lucas was like yeah that's just game writing one of the instructions is like diminished over time the spirit seeks its old memories that's not a fucking instruction what the fuck does that mean look to the archipelago for the memories of the spirit 
I don't know. That's that instruction seemed pretty straightforward to me. There was an archipelago, and then I went there, and then there was instructions. Oh, I didn't get any instructions at the archipelago. Was the Maybe instruction you that you to had to that you had to go into a hole and it would shoot you up into the air? No. Is that the instructions? Oh, what were the instructions at the archipelago? It was a map. You like stand near a big rock and a map appears with a cross on it of where you have to go. And you have to go like into the waterfall and you get a um Oh my god, a, get fucked. I did not I did not get that. And so I just was like, fuck this archipelago. And Lucas was like, This is dumb. What are we doing at the archipelago? Oh, and we like went inside one of the islands and there was a yeah. broken bell, but you can't interact with it. Yeah, now that bell that gets bro. repaired when you find the um, – you have to go into the waterfall. I found the, the thing in the waterfall, but just through sheer luck. And then I yeah. went back to the spirit and I was like, fuck you. I went to the fucking archipelago. That was a bomb steer. Why didn't you tell me to go to the waterfall, you fucking jerk? I can't believe you trolled me. You should be ashamed of yourself. And I was shouting so much, Lucas woke up. (laughs) I fucking love this game. But I do want to say a few things, which is sometimes it does play on my anxieties. Why? that, That I am. One, not, no one wants to be my friend right (laughs) like other people have heaps of friends seems like I don't have that many friends um like sometimes I'll be hanged like when I was at Momo's party I was like holy shit Momo's got all these friends and they all love I mean Momo's like the purest of pure souls like of course I understand why they've got a lot of friends there (laughs) they once told me that my perseverance was an inspiration to them like you don't you can't write that shit Anyway, so I get it, but I'm like, oh, no one wants to be my friend. And then the other thing is that I think, so me and Tiny and this other girl were like all going around with Tiny because Tiny's really good at the game. Mm. Tiny was like helping us and then Tiny got disconnected. Mm -hmm. And then the other girl was like, oh, no, what are we going to do? You'll have to like lead now. Because mm. she was like six and couldn't really play. And mm. I was like, oh, fuck, I don't know what to do at all. But I guess I can help lead us around. And then there was like heaps of dragons and it was like really scary and it was really bad. And that girl probably has PTSD now and it was all my fault. But anyway, I was like, oh, I'm useless as well. I'm like just a burden. I just have to be led around by other people because I'm not good. Aww. Anyway, that's where I'm at. Well, or like yesterday, you, me, and two strangers were all doing a level together, and it was clearly like really fun, and everyone was like enjoying it together. And then I suddenly was like, "I'm not helping. I'm not good. I'm not a part of the team. I'm gonna go." <laughs> and then I had to leave. <laughs> just like had party anxiety, but like just in a stupid game. No one wants you here. <laughs> I spend a lot of. Um time in the game just like exploring stuff by myself I don't think you should feel bad about it I think maybe the game is a good opportunity for you to work through some of this stuff okay oh yeah like instead of being like I'm not contributing I could just be like it's good enough for me to just be here there was one thing that we could only open if there was four of us yeah and I and I was like well that's just enough maybe that's enough to just be present yeah all right yeah okay you make a good point (laughs) So I don't really have many friends in the game. I have um, my friend who I call Nickname, who is the Taiwanese flight attendant, and my uh, someone that I met really early on in the game called Claudia, who is in the UK. But I think I thought at the start that she might be a nine-year-old because she didn't want to go to any of the scary levels. But now I think she might be an and also adult. She called them shrimpies. Yeah, she called the dragons shrimpies. But um, the other day I was playing the game and she, like, grabbed my hand and we went and she showed me how to get into this, like, secret part and, like, buy a special hat or whatever. Oh, yeah. And then she's like, look, I have to go to sleep. It's, like, midnight in the UK. And I was like, oh, yeah, fair enough. She's like, come with me to the home screen. I want to see you wearing the hat. And I was like, oh, (laughs) okay. (laughs) (laughs) It felt really creepy. 
that's good. Yeah. Uh, I was playing with my friend Ken, who I assumed, who's from Vietnam, who I assumed to be a small child. Uh-huh. Uh, and then he was like, anyway, got to go to work. See you later. And I was like, what? You're 10. You don't have a job, Ken. Don't be ridiculous. And then he said um, his English wasn't good enough to explain a secret to me. Uh-huh. But that he could draw it and um, send it to me on Instagram. Like, uh-huh. why? Why would you do this, Ken? This is this <laughs> insane kindness for me. <laughs> anyway, he actually. Anyway, so he f- started following me on Instagram. I started following him, and he's like a thirty-five-year-old man. He's like a <laughs> web developer. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in the game is really old. I bet you will find out that Momo is actually like a, you know, like priest who's like 90 years old, like living in a monastery in Japan. It's the only way you can get a heart that pure. (laughs) Anyway, so shall we give the game a star rating or something to wrap up this, um, this segment or whatever? Yeah. Um, I give it one reflective mirror out of one because it just shows you yourself back at you. If you are anxious, you will think no one wants you around. If you are pure of heart, you know, people will lead you to the promised land. I think it, um, even if you're anxious, it like helps you become less anxious. And I give it five stars for being like the closest thing to real human interaction that I have found thus far on the on in the online world yeah also um maybe just the best parts of human interaction because there's no way you could say reddit is not a reflection of humanity (laughs) it it is right just the worst shittest part of it yeah the like gossipy mean parts Mm. but the parts that are like I will just take this stranger who offers me nothing in return to a secret location. (laughs) I go back to the home screen all the time and I'm like, what do I have to give Momo? I need to rend some garments (laughs) to offer her in payment for her kindness. (laughs) Yeah, you don't want... You don't want it to be transactional. You don't want it to be like, you did this for me, now I do this for you. Okay, our relationship is finished now. We don't owe each other anything. See, you never maybe. Yeah. You know, but here's you want the to be other thing in is debt like to everyone each forever. According to their ability. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. like, I'm just better. You need some more shit. I'm better. I'll just take you. You don't have to pay me for it. You were shit. You're not good at the game. That's all right. <laughs> You're right. This game is Marxist. Yes. It's extremely socialist. Oh, like Ken is sending me the instructions of how to um, get all of the collectibles without being killed by a dragon. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's great. It's really sweet. He's drawn them by hand. i know i mean it's been an hour since we became instagram friends he's obviously just been drawing them (laughs) fucking hell i mean the other thing is it's like i often am like oh someone did this really time consuming thing like just out of the kindness of their heart because we think time is like a really valuable resource but it's actually something that people have so much of at the moment yeah totally you know vietnam is like really locked down Mm. yeah yeah ken's like i can still work from home so it's okay but he's 10 Mm. so i don't really know what he could be doing (laughs) i haven't heard um, what's going on with vietnam lately but i heard that they imposed a very strict lockdown very quickly like really early on in the piece it stopped letting travelers come in and stuff yeah but they have a massive um like uh you know tourist economy so it's like pretty hard there i think yeah for sure yeah crazy yeah i don't know i got really bummed because i read this peer-reviewed study that people who from wuhan who have had covid and recovered no longer have any antibodies and that Mm -hmm. the antibodies only last eight weeks so even if they were to come up with an immunization 
Mm. You know, either have to keep getting it every two weeks, which I don't think the world would have the capacity to manufacture enough for everybody to get it so frequently. Mm-hmm. Or, like, it's just there's not going to be an immunization and we're just going to go back to living. I don't know what we're going to do, yeah. what the solution would be. But basically I was yeah. like, well, COVID's just here to stay now. Yeah, but it's also like it's here to stay in the world, but like country to country things are going to be really different. Like I think America is just going to go back to like like they've already reopened the economy or whatever as far as I know. Yeah, I think like it's people like people individually are still trying to isolate if they can, but like there's no support. So it's kind of like a survival of the fittest real Darwinian situation going on over there. Yeah. But Only in Australia, instead of being we... measured by fitness, it's just measured by bank balance. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Australia also has imposed a new um, kind of restriction where it turns out that the virus knows your bank balance and if you <laughs> have a low one, then you have to get harsher lockdown. Yeah, that was really fucked. Yeah, great work. Bastards, yeah. What a bunch of bullshit. The thing I was most afraid of, actually one of the things I'm most afraid of just in life is that something will happen. Like when COVID first started, one of the first things I texted to a friend was like, should I go and stockpile my medication? And Mm -hmm. I went to the chemist to be like, please give me all the meds you possibly can. Like I have six repeats on all of these scripts, just like gimme, gimme, gimme. And they were like, oh, we can't. There's now a one month per transaction limit yeah um Mm -hmm. because we don't want people panic buying their medication and i was like but the thing i'm most afraid of is like that for some reason i have to go cold turkey on my meds and it will i'll maybe die because you Mm. know people have died from going Mm -hmm. cold turkey on antipsychotics but they say they're not addictive that seems (laughs) weird doesn't it? <laughs> that you can, your body will literally shut down from not getting them, but you're not addicted to them. What the fuck is addiction? Uh, maybe I don't understand. Anyway, whatever. I knew a guy who took Cymbalta and heroin and he cold turkeyed mm. on the heroin and he still is on Cymbalta to this day because yeah. it was harder to quit than heroin. Anyway, but people in the towers couldn't go and fill their scripts no one made it a priority, mm. and so people cold turkeyed on their psychotic psychological medications. It's just like mm. the worst possible thing I can imagine. Yeah, the sickest I've ever been. There's like the th- of course that's exactly what I was afraid was happening, and it turns out it was true. No, don't you that's think awful. if you were going to lock down the towers, you, the things you would say was like, "What are people going to eat? Okay, can we send a chemist in? Yeah, yeah, totally. and a pharmacist to be on site." or something mm. Mm. anyway pretty fucked mm. yeah uh, in UK they in the UK they've stopped counting they're not giving what? tests and they're not counting what yeah yeah the UK Holy is like a total shit. fucking basket case it's totally reopened um, it's even allowing international visitors oh my god <laughs> makes no sense like for once you managed to leave the european union it's like was probably pretty good timing now you should shut your fucking border but no the country that's so fucking xenophobic it left europe (laughs) has opened its borders it's crazy it makes no sense yeah so i don't know Uh, here's a message to our dutch listeners at least you're not British, guys. Seriously, those guys have it. It feels like it's going to be like a split between countries that manage to eradicate it or, you know, functionally eradicate it and countries that are like, well, we give up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's going to be the split. And, what and do then you think... from there I don't know what happens. And then what happens, like countries that have like functionally eradicated it go back to like freedom of movement or something except no one's allowed to travel here or wherever yeah but eventually i know i mean we've already had conversations with new zealand about yeah 
Yeah, there's going to be like a bubble of like safe countries, I guess, which obviously rich people will be able to get around by just like traveling through South Korea or whatever. But um, yeah, it's going to be weird. I don't know. Yeah, who knows what's going to happen? I just don't really believe that it's actually going to go back in any way. What do you mean go back? I just don't think, you know, okay, imagine if there is no international travel anymore. Mm. That's it. There's no international flights. They just don't exist. I don't think that's going to happen. Sure. Okay. Just for like regular schmoes. Oh, for regular schmoes. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Wild. Yeah, Whatever. Totally I've been wanting wild. to take a slow boat to America for ages anyway. Did you hear about that guy who was 30 and in Texas and he went to a COVID-19 party because he thought it was a hoax? Then he died and his last words were, I think I've made a mistake. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's dark. The dumbest final words. (laughs) Like someone jumps off a cliff mid-flight, turn to the person next to them and say, I think we've both made a terrible mistake. Jesus Christ. A COVID-19 party. What is that It's even? where I don't you understand. go. Like a chickenpox party? Sort of, but it's actually more like it doesn't exist. So you go to as a protest oh. against restrictions. Right. Right, right, it right. It seems weird that they think it's a hoax. Like, I feel like it would be, it's more believable for them to be like, I think it's real, but I'm not afraid. Or... The government won't, like, you can't tread on me kind of thing. Mm. Seems so much more logical than I don't believe it exists. Well, fear responses are not logical, which I think is what that is. Like, I think denying that COVID is real. Yeah, but, I mean, fear responses. There is no fear response that I have seen demonstrated that is a human being sees a shark and then says, don't even really think sharks are real. (laughs) because how would that be evolutionarily useful the only fear responses are punch the shark run away from the shark i think there might be a difference don't move so the shark can't find you a physical threat like that that you can see with your eyes and like uh, something that you can't see i think there's maybe something in that i don't know I mean, it is true that when Ridley says, look, I think we should just take off and nuke the whole area from space, everyone's like, that seems like a massive overreaction, and they all get got. So I want to be the Sigourney Weaver of this. I don't. She ends up having sex with the... Hey, can I just say, I have such a strong feeling about how a xenomorph would wear a hat. (laughs) have you seen have you you seen the thing the meme that's like how would a xenomorph wear a hat is it like on the front of its head is it a massive hat that stretches over its whole head is it the back of its head is it the little head that comes out of its mouth does it have a hat on it like where does the hat go okay i have a strong opinion about that what's your i haven't seen the meme but i'm gonna send it to you right now because it's pretty important I've got a gut feeling about it. What's your What's your feeling? That it would wear it on the front of its head. Me too. That's just what above I think. its eyes. Yeah. Because that's 100%. the point of a hat is to shield you from the sun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's so dumb. Even as I'm saying it, I know it's dumb, but I still feel so strongly. <laughs> yeah. But Lucas yeah. said, "Well, the one where it stretches over its whole head mm. is also." Dude, everyone forget about donating money to Wikipedia and just donate money to Know Your Mean. It's, like, so <laughs> much more valuable. Um, I think, like, maybe if it was a beanie that stretched over, like, the whole back of its head, mm. that would make kind of sense to me. But if it's just a small, like, just a regular hat, like a sun hat or a cowboy hat, okay, I think I've that would have to Okay, I've sent it to you sit. on um, Facebook. Okay, great. I'm going to look at it right now.
I watched the Witcher TV show and I thought it was like pretty entertaining. I enjoyed it. And he's obviously like really hot. You know what I mean? But like yeah. no one's really talking about it. Everyone's just like <laughs> you you big um mutant freak. No one's like, but holy shit. You're a baby. And also, you look a lot like Lucas's dad. Is this like just a Freudian thing or is that just a coincidence? What's up with that? <laughs> anyway, are you looking at this xenomorph thing? I am. It's obviously two. Yeah, it's one makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> what the hell is that? That's not how anyone wears a hat. It's more All like a fascinator. Pretty dumb. Like, especially. I had a gut feeling about it when you explained it to me, but now that I'm looking at the picture, it's just obviously number two. Yeah, let's see what other people have said. Um, Have you seen the other versions of these memes, which is like how would a spider wear pants, how would a mouse wear pants? Oh, yeah, do they sit on the back or do they go like over all four legs? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Really great, pure, pure pure-hearted memes. I love it. Yeah, wholesome memes. Awesome memes, yeah. It's really a bit of a 2009 thing about it, though, isn't there? Memes? I don't know. Yeah, that's really when we hit peak wholesome meme. It's when there would be memes that were like, oh, ever get a girlfriend? And then just tell them that you love them every day and they make your life so much better. Remember when there were memes like that in 2009 where you thought it was going to be like, then they fuck you over and you get, like, upgrade to a truck but anyway, then there were memes that were like you thought they were going to be sarcastic, but they were just like really sweet. <laughs> Those times are, are long gone. Listen, Maybe check the archaeological record at www.knowyourmeme.com <laughs> to read the history of awesome memes. <laughs> All right, mate. I love your face. I love I'll talk you to too. you soon. Talk soon. Okay. Bye, dude. Bye. Bye. Bye.